Welcome to the Sacred Feminine Power podcast, where we explore the many facets of feminine power and why it is so important for women and for men men, to step into this power in our world at this time. This is Emmy from Feminine Revered, and my beautiful guest for today is Saima Karal. Saima is an international sacred feminine and spiritual coach, healer, speaker, retreat leader, and number one Amazon bestselling author of the books Goddess Reclaimed and Manifest Soulmate Love. She's dedicated to empowering soulful women, heal their deepest wounds, manifest their boldest dreams, and flourish in every way into the goddesses they truly are. Welcome, Saima. Thank you so much for having me. I mean, it's a pleasure. It's an absolute blessing to have you with us, Simon. I am super, super excited to be learning from you today as well. Mm. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Now, since my podcast is called Sacred Feminine Power, I always like to begin by asking my guests, what does Sacred Feminine Power mean to you personally? Oh, Sacred Feminine Power is our innate connection to the goddess and Whatever form of her we connect with, whether that's through her as, um, you know, a, a deity, whether it's through an archetype, whether it's through your own Shakti, who you are. But the sacred feminine is who we are. And it's the deeply necessary balance and beautiful complement to the divine masculine that we have been taught for so long that, um, is generally a little more dominant. And she is the goddess in all of us. She is a goddess everywhere. She is the goddess in so many forms. And really, to me, she gives us permission to access the divine in all its forms, including our humanity. Um, you know, the sacred feminine it can be fertile and lush and abundant and it can also be death and destruction and transformation the sacred feminine is compassion and grace and mercy and the sacred feminine is sacred rage and um, you know embracing our power our boundaries so for me she is the full spectrum of feminine in all her forms manifest as goddesses in all times and places and manifest through us manifest through all of creation everywhere Mm, i love that and i especially loved it when you said that uh, sacred feminine power is about permission to access the divine including humanity i really Mm. love that and it really brings the the sacredness of all that is to the very beginning of this interview. So thank you for that. (laughs) Now, Saiba, could you please share a challenge that you have faced in your life that's really helped you to activate and really deeply understand the notion of sacred feminine power within you and on your life's path? Mm -hmm. Of course. So my path was not one that was really um, designed for embracing the sacred feminine. In my family, I'm quite the black sheep because I was raised in a very religious household. So mine happens to be uh, a Muslim upbringing. But I know from my clients who've grown up in any kind of one of the major, specifically sometimes the Abrahamic religions, um, if they're raised Jewish or very, very strictly Christian or Muslim, we tend to have this thing in common where 
the feminine was really oppressed and the masculine was extremely dominant. And then on top of that, um, I had a lot of childhood sexual abuse, physical abuse, a lot of trauma. And it was all entrenched in, um, you know, patriarchy and the position of women, the complete lack of respect for women, so many dysfunctions and corruption that are connected to the goddess and the feminine, the sacred feminine missing completely, and how that leaves men feeling it's okay to treat women and girls. So holding that, um, my teenage years were where I met the goddess more deeply. I remember as a child fearing God or fearing Allah, and at the same time in my heart feeling like there had to be more, that how could God, you know, judge me and punish me and I'd be a sinful girl. Um, and then I remember I was 13 when I read my first astrology book and I learned that I'm a Taurus ruled by this goddess named Aphrodite. And mm. she's the goddess of who's born naked and she embraces and is the goddess of sexuality. And sexuality is not only not a sin um, or something to be ashamed of or your body, something that you have to cover and be ashamed of. I mean, literally the messages I received was like, have some shame if you weren't fully covered, right? So mm. um, to see that there's, I'm meeting go goddess Aphrodite at 13 was the beginning of seeing this, the, the divine feminine that I always was missing. I mean, I met her in cartoons growing up. There were some beautiful superheroes. I grew up with this cartoon named Shira, Princess of Power, who's basically a goddess. But to see that in history, the goddess, the divine feminine, was revered and powerful, it was suddenly meeting different goddesses at different points. Um, and the challenge overall would, was healing trauma and fighting patriarchal challenges, including like, you know, being forced or my family trying, particularly my father, to force me to wear a hijab, which is the head covering, trying to force me at 17, 18 to have an arranged marriage, then forbidding me to pursue post-secondary education. And this is where I met Galima, the warrior goddess, where I had to rebel and the consequences and goddesses like Lilith, who were, you know, the rebels, Lilith left Eden and heaven and was exiled and flew to the wild desert because she would rather be free than in a heaven where she is subordinate, you know, to Adam or the male God, right? So it was like this initiation first for me very early in my life that to be in my power, I had to, it was a battle and I had to fight, but eventually then in my twenties, um, you know, I, I'd overcome these things. I, I didn't get married when I was forced to. I didn't wear the hijab. I, you know, got my post-secondary education with honors in psychology. And um, then at that point, I had my Saturn return and I met the goddesses more deeply. I did have counseling in my teens that was very helpful. But what I realized in my mid-20s with this dark night of the soul was um, I needed the goddess more deeply to heal in an embodied way. Right. I found like the counseling was helpful mentally and emotionally, but then there was this energetic part, the healing that women experience in our wombs, in our hearts, um, in our in our bodies in a very visceral way with the divine feminine was necessary for me to heal from all the traumas of earlier life. So that 
was the goddess's grace. And as I shared earlier, for me, that included, you know, I, I, used, I started following spiritual teaching since I was 13 as well. My first book was Seed of the Soul by Gary Zukav. And I had this um, notion that, you know, you just have to forgive and move forward. And the goddesses gave me permission to feel sacred rage and get that rage out of my body, the rage of people who were supposed to protect me, not protecting me, um, people violating me when I was a child, all of that. And that was so powerful in my healing process. So the goddesses allowing me to face my shadow, face my wounded inner child, that was a journey to becoming a whole woman for me who embraces her sovereignty, her sexuality as sacred, her power as sacred, all of herself as sacred. And I mean, that is what completely changed my life, my outer world, manifesting my beloved soulmate and quitting a toxic corporate career full of patriarchal abusive bosses to becoming my own, you know, boss and serving beautiful women all over the world to having the freedom and the abundance um, in my sacred work and purpose to travel the world to just have this flourishing goddess life that is my mission to support and empower women all over the world to have as well on their terms from their power. Uh, even if sometimes that means saying a sacred fuck this shit to <laughs> things and situations that are dishonoring to them and embracing all of who they are in every way. So that in a nutshell was, you know, the earlier life challenge. And just very briefly, the goddess, she continues to initiate us, right? And in the last eight years, as I was sharing, um, my husband and I were on a fertility journey. And there were that was another deep and profound initiation with the divine feminine, where again, I have to, I think as teachers, sometimes, you know, we're not meant to teach from knowledge, right? We're meant to teach from embodiment and experience and embodied lessons. Um, so I was constantly tested, put through the fires by her uh, grief and rage and grace and ascension the whole cycles over and over until blessedly we received our miracle baby uh, this year, two days after my birthday and a few days before Mother's Day. And I'm, uh, we're expecting our first baby boy in a few months. And, you know, it's just been such a beautiful blessing. But the road here was one that was of the deepest alchemy and transformation with the goddesses so i won't say that it really ends it just gets deeper um you know with time you know and it's based on your own i think willingness to go there with the goddesses especially if you've chosen a life of service and sharing her message with the world mm, wow well first of all congratulations on on your baby boy <laughs> that's a beautiful Thank beautiful some news and um what a miracle as you said after such a long long journey with fertility as well and thank mm -hmm. you for sharing about your your challenges so openly and vulnerably as well i think you have provided a whole lot of medicine to our listeners with what you shared and the initiations that you have gone through are certainly huge ones getting over uh, you know sexual and um um, different kinds of abuse from an early age and then 
refusing the hijab, refusing early marriage and going on to secondary education. I mean, that is hugely inspiring. And to have done that at such an early stage in your life is is really remarkable. Thank you. And I credit the divine grace fully for, you know, blessing me with um, the courage, honestly, to go through that at those times at that young age. Mm. Absolutely. I would love to hear a little bit more about what you coined as a sacred rage, because I think that is really a key to to our healing in many ways, because we are so often told not to show anger, not to show rage. It's not feminine. It's not allowed. It's not what you're supposed to do if you're a good girl, so to speak. Would you speak a little bit more to that and how how you were able to then embrace the sacred rage and how it came out in your life. Absolutely. And um, I'll give a couple of examples of, you know, I connect a lot with specific goddesses in my personal work and in the work that I do. So I would say I thought, um, because I grew up with a lot of, you know, Buddhists and mystics with the teachings uh, and teachers and, and, you know, male teachers who are beautiful and lovely. But again, the path was forgiveness, right? Forgiveness will set you free and give the other cheek. And so to that, I was connecting with goddesses like Kuan Yin or Mother Mary and these very, um, you know, beautiful goddesses of compassion. And, and I would so try to see the inner child of the men who molested me, you know, and forgive them and see that they're also God's beloved children and they're innocent at their core. Um, forgive my father or my mother for, um, you know, the ways that they abused me. And then I'd never given myself permission to actually rage at their human behavior, right? The conscious choices that they made. And so I, as I learned about these goddesses like Pele, who is a Hawaiian goddess of volcanoes, and she erupts her lava to destroy. It's her sacred, passionate rage to cleanse the lands, to cleanse when she is complete with a cycle, when she feels rage. She just lets out all this lava and it's it first seems very destructive, but eventually what happens, that lava is so essential because as it cools and it's fertilized, it is a very black, rich soil that becomes the catalyst for Hawaii's beautiful heaven that's created, her islands. So learning that by us women giving ourselves permission, and we can hold rage in our bodies in such deep ways. And when I did this work, it wasn't just meditation or, um, you know, reading about these goddesses, but actual embodied physical practices to release this rage uh, from the chakras, from the subtle energy body, from the womb, from the heart. It was so powerful to allow myself to admit that, no, I was wrong. You know, I think sometimes also when we want to be empowered um, and we don't want to be victims, being that victim archetype, um, we also might bypass, you know, that no, sometimes really horrible things did happen to us, especially if you're a child you know, or a woman who's raped or um, something terrible happens. You are in that moment a victim of that experience, right? So giving ourselves permission to feel the, the rage and also the grief 
you know, of those moments of our life and the people that wronged us was so deeply powerful to get that out of my system. And, you know, what I find with my clients, um, even recently, I'm, I offer an Awakened Goddess training. It's a deep six-month immersion in Goddess Mystery School where we go through 13 initiations. And we just did our Sacred Rage one recently. And there was another sister who said that I've, I've always been so nice to all my loved ones, trying to, you know, um, keep the peace. And then I finally allowed myself to say, no, you guys treated me horribly, you know, and there was such power in that and how she was going to then navigate and set boundaries in these relationships in her present. So sacred rage is something we need to understand is so necessary to embrace um, and give ourselves, you know, permission to do it in safe and sacred ways, like I recommend through ritual. Um, otherwise, the shadow of that. So either if we repress it, it can it turn inward, turns inwards on us. And in my case, it manifested as a deep depression and self-loathing and low self-worth and no energy. And it just uh, kind of sucked my Shakti. And on the other extreme, it can just be kind of uh, out of control and we're uh, er erupting all the time and we become very bitter. So we want to see this rage like a fire, that a fire that we, doesn't consume us, right? But that we use as alchemy to transform all that we have a sacred right to be angry about. Those who wronged us, crossed our boundaries, dishonored us, abused us. Um, you know, it could be bosses or exes or parents. It doesn't matter. And letting the fire burn the old, shaking it out, screaming it out, howling it out, swearing it out, whatever we need to do in our safe, sacred ritual, until that fire itself, all that it's destroyed, eventually will cool and it will become the fertile soil for your rebirth. You know, first it will be your own personal, inner, emotional, energetic, and spiritual rebirth. And eventually it will inevitably manifest in your life um, where your relationships and everything has to meet you where you are, which is a woman in her fucking power. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Goosebumps all over. Because it's just the, the, if I'm connecting with a certain goddess energy, you know, a certain language comes out. <laughs> mm, absolutely. No, that was very powerful. Thank you for that, uh, Saima. And I really, literally had goosebumps all over me as you were, you were talking there. Um, mm. That is beautiful. You, you also talked about, um, sovereignty and and sexuality there and and how all of that mm -hmm. is is sacred and again yes. in in the patriarchal paradigm we often are taught that sovereignty is not something that women should aspire towards and certainly sexuality and expressing our sexuality and and really loving our sexuality mm -hmm. is something that is is pretty much a taboo and I would imagine, especially in a religion like like Islam, for example, could you speak a little bit more to that? How, how does it liberate us and empower us when we have the courage to really move towards empowered sexuality and, and sovereignty as a concept? Yes. Oh, this is one of my favorite ways to empower <laughs> sisters because, again, um, and I know, honestly, that my soul on a higher level chose this culture 
chose my family, chose this religion. It's why I became, you know, the the very passionate feminist um, and women's leader that that I did. It was part of my my karma needed to turn it eventually into my dharma. So I am grateful for all these experiences. But exactly like you said, um, my religion that I grew up with. I also went to Catholic school. Um, and even, you know, studying, being a yoga teacher, Hinduism, Buddhism, these religions are quite conservative in many ways when it comes to women and our sexuality. Um, and then on top of that, I had the sexual abuse, which created a lot of shame and guilt around it, right? So my connection to sex, sexuality was that it's sinful um, and, you know, your body, it's shameful. You, and we are responsible for, um, you know, if men are, perverted or they're going to harass us it's because you wore something so with the goddesses what happened again a very beautiful fuck that shit <laughs> awakening <laughs> right that our first of all your body temple is a vessel of the divine of god goddess and when we look at certain beautiful images of the union of isis osiris um you know um shiva parvati there's so many different beautiful um divine pairs across cultures that are the sacred union of god goddess a feminine masculine and of course this extends to um, all forms and orientations of sexuality as well i want to be very clear like for example lilith is a goddess who is the ally for sexuality in all its forms all its orientations but that's the thing sexuality is it's your body temple it's honoring the vessel that is housing god goddess within you and it has portals of pleasure not just through our you know sacred sexual organs like in the feminine case our yonis uh, our breasts our mouth but our whole body like sexuality doesn't even need to be about sex at all sexual sovereignty is your connection to feeling so empowered and free and liberated and embodied in the vessel of perfect divine beauty. And this is like where the West also has not, has done a huge disservice to us of, you know, the constantly changing beauty standards before I grew up, uh, the standard was to be, I think it was like anorexic chic or something, you know, in the nineties, all the models were very super skinny. And now I see my teenage nieces growing up with, you have to be um, slim, thick, like tiny waist, big boobs and big hips. Um, like, so the goddesses, first of all, we look at goddesses and they look like they have all shapes, all colors, all sizes, reminding us that, your body is sacred as it is. Your body is a vessel of pleasure. Orgasming, the sound ah is a sound in so many of the names of gods and goddesses, including Allah, Buddha, you know, male gods, Abrahamic gods, um, Aphrodite, Ishtar, Freya, you know, Hathor, Parvati. And ah is a sacred sound we make. And love making an orgasm and pleasure it's a sacred sound of creation of manifestation sex is our sovereignty it's our gift it's natural like the goddess gives us permission to remind us that it's natural and what's 
in nature is sacred. I, I find like with as women, we have a lot of resistance with sex and money, right? Money also seems like something corrupt and evil. And yet there's goddesses like Lakshmi and including Aphrodite, Hathor, Oshun, um, who are goddesses of abundance. And so these earthly things, whether it's sexual pleasure or money or abundance or luxury, the goddess reminds us heaven is here on earth. And we do not need to look to some afterlife and be good girls, um, you know, to to enter some pleasure palace in heaven, but that we get to access heaven right here, right now, through our own body temples. It's so sacred that our souls could be just hanging out as ethereal souls, but they chose to come into these beautiful bodies to experience God in a physical way because it's possible to access the divine through the body. You know, we don't need to meditate on a mountain for 40 years, right? But that enlightenment, God can be found in a kiss, in biting into a strawberry, in feeling your feet in a river or on the grass. God, goddess is there everywhere. The goddess, particularly, being connected to all that is earthly and physical as well. And so, we, in remembering her through our body, we access her in the here and now, and have the most beautiful, direct experience of the divine. So, our pleasure is our power. Our body is our temple, and our sexuality is our sovereignty. Mm. Oh, Thaima, I could listen to you for hours. <laughs> You're just putting it so gracefully and so beautifully and, and really just knitting the, hitting the nail on the head with every single thing that you're saying. So thank you for sharing all of that. I am wondering, <laughs> I, I am wondering if you felt called to share a meditation or a transmission with us that really kind of crystallized everything that you've just said there. Yeah, I think with the energies that you have been um, feeling called to explore here, I mean, how about we release some sacred rage and embrace our sacred pleasure and power? Oh, sounds absolutely amazing. <laughs> okay, beautiful. <sighs> so inviting us all to just... Close our eyes, and if you're sitting, well, make sure that it's safe for you to close your eyes. And if it is, just coming to your body and placing your hands, one on your heart, one on your womb. Bringing your focus gently to your breath, not trying to breathe in any certain way. Letting go any sounds you need to. Feeling yourself fill up the pure divine light. This light expands and creates a bubble of light all around you and instantly transports you into the inner realms, into the realm of the goddess, which you are one with, you are a part of. And you feel flooded with light. And you feel 
to your right, these powerful goddesses, the goddesses of sacred rage, the warrior goddesses, the liberation goddesses. Three in particular right here are Pele, Hawaiian volcanic goddess, Galima, the sacred Indian warrioress goddess, and Lilith, ancient, ancient goddess of your liberation, the power of your sovereignty. And to your left, Aphrodite, Hathor, Oshun, beautiful goddesses of sacred sexuality, sensuality, self-love, beauty, pleasure, abundance, luxury, fun, dance. And just feel these goddesses with you. Feel this power of both their energies and how they're on the spectrum of the divine feminine in her different expressions and yet equally powerful and beautiful. And these power goddesses ask that you give yourself permission to bring forth right now and to share with them any situation or pattern, relationship, even an inner pattern of personal self-sabotage or self-criticism, any disempowering situation in your life. Bring it to the forefront. And they ask that you join them now in letting yourself feel your sacred rage around the situation. <sighs> Breathe out. You can stick your tongue out and pant. <sighs> Can make sounds like a lioness. <sighs> you can shake. You can dance. You can scream. You can howl. You can swear. Let it all out. Feel the rage. <sighs> Feel it like fire releasing from your body, being unleashed from your body. <sighs> Liberating you, freeing you, being unfurled from your cellular memories, wherever it's been trapped or unconscious, you let it out now. You don't even need to know what this is what your rage is connected to, how old it is, you just let it go. Let it out through your voice, through your body. And the goddesses create a sacred fire and they take all this rage and throw it into the sacred fire and you see it transmuted, surrendered, embraced and honored. Ah, letting it all out. The goddess is joining you in this dance. Galima is going around you and clearing your energy, cutting any 
cords you might have that are draining you of your shakti. And as now everything settles, if you have already just noticing your hands on your heart and bringing one onto your belly and making gentle circles, a lot of energy released from the solar plexus, your power center. And the rage goddesses share now. sacred spark of light that shines through your belly and will empower you forward to be centered in your sacred self-worth and value and power and radiance and from this place now these pleasure goddesses start dancing in celebration they immerse you in sacred waters, whether it's a sea or the sweet river of Oshun, the Nile River of Hathor, the Sea of Aphrodite. They're bathing you and cleansing you, replenishing you. This beautiful holy water and its sweetness fills and overflows from your womb center, your yoni, your sacral chakra, flows and overflows through your heart. Your whole body cleansed, your whole body filled. This is a water now of pink and delightful golden light. It's sweet. It has this golden honey-like taste. You come out dripping gold and pink, and you start sensually dancing as they anoint oils all over your body. Adorn you in beautiful silks and a garland. And you dance and you touch your body. You feel your body. You feel its lusciousness, its beauty. Remembering that this is your body temple. The goddess expressed through you. Your beautiful yoni buzzing, humming, singing. The sacred sound. Ah, I'm making that sound two more times, feeling it erupt from your whole body in orgasmic energy. Ah, and this last time, feeling in your body what you're ready to create after you release through your sacred rage. What are you desiring instead? Your desire is sacred. Feel it. And ah, and the goddesses remind you this is your way of creation, beloved. You create through power and pleasure and orgasm, and when necessary, a little sacred destruction of the old. You are these goddesses, and they are with you. They all dance around you and celebrate you. They give you now a message and a gift. Receive it. And they seal you in your bubble of golden pink light and gently float you back 
and coming back hands now just rub your hands all over yourself through your hair so sensually coming back into your body massaging your beautiful breasts of your sacred brother your chest your arms your belly and down to your sacral chakra your hips and breathing out and slowly and gently opening your eyes and coming fully back i love it Ah, that was beautiful and powerful, Saima. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. I mean, I could literally at the end just feel and see the goddesses on both sides just rejoicing and with these huge smiles on their faces and just, yeah, celebrating. Yes, I felt that. I'm so happy you experienced that. Yeah, thank you so much. That was such a beautiful deep dive, quick deep dive into the medicine that you offer to to women and men all around the world. I appreciate that. Oh, such a joy it's been. Mm. If if our listeners wanted to find out more about you and uh, perhaps work with you as well, how would they find you, Saima? So my online temple is flourishinggoddess.com. So that's how they can find me on the website. And that's how I am on YouTube and social media. There's many free uh, videos on YouTube if they feel guided in meditations with the goddesses there. Flourishinggoddess.com is where they can join me. Beautiful. Thank you. I think you mentioned um, earlier if they wanted to join um, a gift or receive a gift that they'll also find that at flourishinggoddess.com by joining the newsletter. Immediately they will receive a 14 goddess meditation and beautiful free video training as well that I would love for them to receive. Mm, Wonderful. That sounds absolutely magical. (laughs) Is there anything else that is still arising for you that you would like to share? I just feel this reminder that we are here to now build a new paradigm. I know I have walked the path of a lot of pain from the patriarchy and the way it's been. Um, but the shift I'm feeling in our energy now is we're going to take back our power, not by fighting the old paradigm, but by being in our pleasure, being in our power, prioritizing our greatest lives our flourishing lives right living as the goddess and by embodying that like i'm i always thought i would have a baby girl first right and i'm such a woman's woman that i had all of these dreams of like oh my daughter i'm gonna raise her to be so empowered it's gonna be so different from how i was raised and my beloved is so embodied in the divine masculine honors the divine feminine and now as i have this beautiful son first i'm so excited that He's going to be raised seeing a mother deeply in her power, um, you know, her full feminine, the soft and the nurturing and the badass and fierce, you know, and also his father in the beautiful masculine and feminine as well to be so empowered and secure and responsible um, and also so heart centered and great with animals. And so it's like, We're going to reclaim now our divine feminine power by being in the embodiment and we're going to be the teachers for the next generations to come. And we're creating a new paradigm where the goddess rises 
and the divine masculine rises to greet her and meet her. And together we create this beautiful, evolved, healed humanity for our collective. So it's like this beautiful shift in energy and each one of us gets to be a part of it by reclaiming the divine and specifically the goddess within ourselves. Mm, let's it be. That is so beautiful. <laughs> Thank you, Saima, for everything that you have shared, all the wisdom that you've shared with us and this beautiful embodied uh, meditation practice as well. It's been such a blessing to chat with you and an absolute honor to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much, Emmy, for having me. It's been my blessing and honor and I love you and thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> now, everybody, just for a moment, let's focus our intention and our awareness on this inspiring and powerful and beautiful energy that's been activated and imagine sending this energy to everybody and everything everywhere on our planet to remember that we are all truly one. And that the more of us have the courage to step into our sacred feminine power, into our sovereignty, and really claim this power in an embodied way, the more quickly our planet will also heal and the more quickly we will ascend. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening. <laughs>